Just like Vegeta, you want nothing more than to be the strongest in the universe. You want to instantly lift more weight in the gym or ramp up the knockout power of your punches. Or maybe you just want to get into a consistent lifting routine again without developing a seemingly mysterious low back pain that will eventually lead you to going to the gym less and ultimately stopping again. What if I told you that all three of these things can be accomplished through proper breathing and bracing techniques? This is today's Fruit for Thought on the Devil Fruit Podcast. I'll be talking a lot about breaths in this episode, and unless otherwise stated, I want you to assume that I am talking about breathing in a manner similar to what I described in my previous Fruit for Thought episode about the power of breath. With that out of the way, let's talk first about strength. More often than not, general population gym goers and even some advanced lifters are not realizing their maximum strength potential in the gym. And although muscle mass is obviously related, it may not be because their muscles aren't big enough, but instead because they are experiencing some sort of performance leakage in their kinetic chain during their lift. What do I mean by this? Well, for the sake of example, let's look at a pull-up. Imagine in your head Zorro from One Piece, hanging from a bar like an Olympic gymnast, with his head locked forward, his torso and back strong and straight, his hips and legs completely stiff from his butt all the way to his toes. He is rhythmically raising his body to the bar, releasing a small controlled breath at the top, then steadily lowering back down and gently drawing air back into his chest while keeping his abs, spine, and body strong and straight. Now, imagine Kobe, also from One Piece, granted early One Piece, early One Piece Kobe, hanging from a bar. As Kobe tries to bring his chin up to the bar, he probably has his head cranked to jut his chin just a little higher. His shoulders are probably up by his ears, and his abdomen, hips, and legs are probably all wiggling and writhing in unorganized shows of effort all the while barely raising his body toward the bar as he grunts and yells in frustration. In order to produce movement, there needs to be at least one mobile thing attached between two solid things, one of which is stabilized by an immovable object. Think about an inchworm with the front and the back ends of its body being somewhat solid, right, and attached by the mobile middle section of the body that scrunches up 
and stretches out, while the front and back sections take turns being stabilized and being attached to the immovable object that is the ground. Or maybe you could think of Midoriya uh, from My Hero Academia doing a bicep curl. The solid forearm and the upper arm bones are attached by the mobile unit that is the elbow and the bicep. And the solid upper arm is being anchored in the hopefully immovable object that is the shoulder and the rest of the body. This whole sequence of one mobile thing attached between two solid things, one of which is stabilized by an immovable object, is a simple kinetic chain. Now, the kinetic chain of our pull-up example is much longer and more complicated, with the original immovable object being the bar and the chain progressing down from there through the wrists, elbows, shoulders, down through the midsection, through the hips, knees, and ankles. Now, other than the obvious muscle mass difference between Zoro and Kobe, what is the big difference between the two of them and their pull-ups that I described? Their core stability. Zoro's body is held stiff and straight, basically using his own weight and rigidity to balance himself beneath the bar, allowing Zoro to easily raise and lower his whole body mass toward and away from the bar. There is no performance leakage in his kinetic chain whatsoever. Now, Kobe's chain is broken at his midsection. The chain basically does not exist past Kobe's abdomen. So instead of being a balanced stick like Zoro, Kobe's upper body might be a somewhat solid chain, but his spine is basically a wet noodle with his hips and legs acting more or less like a cement block pulling the whole body straight down. Simultaneously taking his center of gravity out of line with the optimal movement line of his main mover muscles for the exercise. Now, right now, you're probably saying, Joe, listen, if Kobe's back was as strong as Zoro's, he would be able to keep his spine straight and thus improve his kinetic chain. And to that, I'd say, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're correct. But that is not all that he could do to improve. In fact, I would say that the first thing Kobe needs to do to improve his pull-ups and strength performance is to improve his ability to properly brace, which begins with breath control. Ah, yes, now the breath starts to come in. The human torso is basically a tube, like a bike tire. It is super mobile and flexible, but if we fill it with air, it becomes stiff and rigid. Zoro is drawing in air, compressing it with his abs and back muscles to turn his midsection into one solid mass. 
only releasing a small amount of air at the top of the pull-up to alleviate the internal pressure of his body and maintain healthy oxygen CO2 levels. Kobe is basically only drawing in air just to immediately expel it all in a big grunt or yell, never allowing it to be controlled by his core muscles and utilized to stiffen up his midsection. If you want to use your breath to help you in the gym like Zorro, breathe in and then close your mouth and cut off your breath's exit by raising your tongue to the roof of your mouth and feel your throat sort of close off. Then, stiffen up your muscles in your back, feeling your body kind of bend backwards. Then, bear down with your upper abdominal muscles, just enough to bend your midsection into a straight line again. Finish off by squeezing and bracing your lower abdominals, or your TVA. That last step might be a little tricky at first if it's unfamiliar to you, but keep at it and I'm sure you'll get it. And that is a basic brace. Now that we understand using breath to brace and how it can be used to improve our power output in the gym, what if you want to be an amazing fighter? with lightning punches like Ippo or Rock Lee. Well, I am no boxing coach or fighter, but to my understanding, it begins with proper breathing and a strong bracing on your core. Just like throwing a ball, when you're throwing a punch, your power is controlled by your waist or your core. When throwing a punch, the kinetic chain starts with your feet stabilizing against the immovable earth and the chain extending up through your ankles, through your knees, through your hips, through your midsection, to your shoulders, then through your elbows, wrists, and ends at the tips of your knuckles. Now, just like the pull-up, the largest link in the chain is the hips and the midsection. So just like the pull-up, breath and proper bracing will play a pivotal role in maximum output. Now, unlike the pull-up, the midsection needs to be a little mobile during a strong punch. So you need to be able to loosen your bracing as you square your hips towards your target and then rapidly bring back that bracing as you use your abdominals and your midsection to twist your upper body forward to realign with your hips and maybe just slightly past in order to create a follow through. This will effectively turn your body into an old fashioned sort of catapult with your shoulder, arm and fist being the weight that's getting launched. Bracing also plays a big role in controlling how much air you actually lose during your attack. Now, if you're throwing a flurry of punches or a bunch of jabs, it would be extremely detrimental for you to actually scream and yell with every single punch like what we see in anime. Ideally, when bracing, you should be expelling just a small burst of air 
during the apex of each punch or jab, effectively creating a sort of mini version of the big, strong punch that I just described. It should sound sort of like this. Now, if you spent any time watching MMA or real boxing, you can recognize that sound. It might seem a little bit amplified because I can play with my microphone here, but I could tell you in a ring or something like that, if you had mic'd me from far away, you would not have been able to hear my voice. Uh, my bracing is not nearly as strong. My lungs are not nearly as strong as uh, the professional fighters. And now, that said, I do know that you shouldn't ever cheat your way into creating sounds like the professional fighters. Sometimes you'll hear people make T sounds or S sounds or F sounds, kind of like t t t t t or even f f f. And to my understanding, it's kind of a bad habit. It's it's satisfying your brain by creating the the strength and the loudness of the sound that you know a professional fighter should have, but it's stopping you from actually working on your lungs and working on your core and working on your bracing to build up your breaths to be at the audible point that they should be versus just kind of cheating the auditory effect by getting your tongue and teeth involved. If your sharp exhales do not sound as sharp or as powerful as you would like, then take that as a sign that you need to strengthen your core muscles and work on holding and maintaining your bracing technique. Point is, if you want to instantly improve your punching power, look at your breathing. And maybe look to some other advice as well. I would not end your research with me. But uh, however much I know about the body, I know that I know I know enough to know that I know very little about certain things. And if you have a question that you think I might be able to answer, I'd love to go more in depth. But uh, maybe it would need a whole episode on its own or even a little mini episode on its own. Anyway. Let's move on away from fighting to removing or maybe even avoiding low back pain altogether. And yes, you might be able to do this with your breath. Now, low back pain is a symptom. And as a symptom, it could have many different causes. I am not nearly naive enough to say that breathing and proper bracing will fix every person's pain ever. So don't get it twisted. That's not what I'm saying here. But as an experienced trainer, I am willing to bet that this will help a great many of you listening to the podcast right now. For this low back pain example... I want you to think of your favorite anime character or think of yourself just standing. You've probably heard that to stand with good posture, you need to keep your back straight. And unfortunately, 
many people misinterpret this advice to mean that they need to actually force their spine into a straight line, taking out the natural concave curve of the lumbar spine and tucking in their tailbone as much as they can. While other people misinterpret this to the extreme opposite direction. Um, they may be slouching in chairs throughout most of the day, and when it's time to stand tall or go to the gym and do some weight-bearing exercise, they overcorrect and hyperextend their back, taking the concave curve of their low back to the extreme and sticking their tailbone out behind them. More often than not, people are taking one of these two forms. Form one, hips are jutting out in front of themselves, and they're leaning back at a straight, kind of upright angle, like some character from JoJo's Bizarro Adventures. Or Avatar 2, their chest is vertically level, as it should be, but their booty is pushed up and out behind themselves like the mom from Dexter's Laboratory. Both of which are no bueno. Especially if you are taking this form when squatting or overhead pressing or doing any kind of weight-bearing exercise where your low back is involved. Don't leave your wet noodle spine and all your lumbar nerves unprotected by maintaining a perpetual pelvic tilt just because you think it's not moving and thus solid and braced. No, don't, don't do that. You want to kind of be in the happy medium between those two. You want to be right in the middle of those two positions. Breathe in. Flex your back, then flex your abs to bring your body back into a straight line, and boom, now you're braced. And you'll kind of notice that your hips and low back are kind of right in the middle of those two extreme positions I just talked about. You're letting your muscles and your breath help support your spine. When done correctly... You should find yourself somewhere in between a JoJo character and Dexter's mom. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, now, take this braced form into your gym routine and see if your back pain goes away. Or, if you're just starting out, begin with this braced position... And just have fun noticing that your back pain never starts. Good. Got it? Okay. If you're having trouble getting your body into this upright position where you're straight without tilting your pelvis one way or the other too far to the extremes, then just listen to this episode again. Or if all is lost and nothing is going right then we might need to look into your pelvic mobility. But that is a whole other can of beans, and we don't have the time for that right now. This has been The Power of Breath, Part 2. 
I hope that this information helped you in some way, or at the very least, I hope you learned some fun facts that you can impress your friends with later. Thanks for listening. See you next time. So, if you want to keep up with the Devil Fruit Gang and all of our going abouts, head on over to Instagram. Give us a follow over at Devil Fruit Core. That is C O R P. And if that's too much, just head on over to the Devil Fruit Podcast website. That's www.devilfruitpodcast.com. And you can find links to everything there links to our social media, links to other places to listen to the podcast. You can find our chart of all of our past rankings of animes that we've watched. You can find a link to send us an email directly to us. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you have your own suggestion for a top five anime-related topic list that you want one of the hosts to conquer? Whatever the message, we'd love to hear from you. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you.